Preface to Junior Classics, Volume 5, Stories That Never Go Old. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Junior Classics, Volume 5, Stories That Never Grow Old. Edited by William Patton. Preface. Consciously or unconsciously, we are influenced by the characters we admire. A book that exerts a deep as well as a wide influence must produce changes in the reader's way of thinking and excite him to activity. The world for him can never be quite the same that it was before. Such books have an important part in moulding the character of a people. It is because the books represented in this volume have been doing just that for many years that they have become so prized in the characters of crusoe gulliver and christian to mention only three english-speaking people recognize pictures of the independent self-reliant men often self-educated at least in many important particulars adventurous and daring by nature dependent upon themselves and the use of their faculties for happiness who made england great among nations and wrote the constitution of the united states with the passage of time, the books have lost nothing of the charm and fascination which they have ever possessed for young and old. Was there ever yet anything written by mere man, said Dr. Samuel Johnson, that was wished longer by its readers, excepting Robinson Crusoe, Pilgrim's Progress, and Don Quixote? At this time, when the subject of vocational training is receiving so much attention, and public school instruction is being criticised because, as critics say, it does not prepare boys and girls to meet the demands which life makes upon them. It is interesting to read what was said almost a hundred years ago by a man whose influence on education has been both deep and lasting in character. They have been celebrating in France the centenary of Jean-Jacques Rousseau. In the early chapters of Emile we read, Since we must have books, there is one which, to my mind, furnishes the finest treatise on education according to nature. My Emile shall read this book before any other. It shall for a long time be his entire library. It shall be a test for all we meet during our progress towards a ripened judgment. And so long as our taste is unspoiled, we shall enjoy reading it. What wonderful book is this? Aristotle? Pliny? Buffon? No, it is Robinson Crusoe. There is no more useful talent than the ability to think and speak or write clearly and simply no matter what our vocation in life none know better how difficult it is to find writers with a good narrative style than those editors whose training and experience have made them realize its value and importance if we examine the experience of those who in comparatively recent days have stirred men with the force and directness of their simple speech as lincoln for example we find that as boys they were great readers of the Bible, and Robinson Crusoe, Gulliver's Travels, Shakespeare, Bunyan, and Scott. As examples of English, these books stand pre-eminent. Lord Brougham relates that one of his friends, a professor in a university, consulted one of the ablest historians of his time as to what would be the best discipline for acquiring a good narrative style as a prelude to writing a book about travels through Asia. The advice given him was to read Robinson Crusoe carefully. 
when the professor expressed astonishment supposing it to be a jest the historian said he was quite serious but that if robinson crusoe would not help him for any reason he recommended gulliver's travels the late donald g mitchell once said if you should ever have any story of your own to tell and want to tell it well i advise you to take robinson crusoe for a model parents and teachers who do not read aloud to young children or who do not practice telling stories to children probably do not realize what simple but extraordinary valuable opportunities for self-education they are ignoring to say nothing of the help they can be to children in order to be successful we have to try and put ourselves in the child's place the average reader does not concentrate sufficiently to get the thought clearly from the text and does not imagine himself to be actually in the midst of the scene he is describing the consequence is that his voice and actions are not except perhaps in a slight degree affected by the emotions he is supposed to be experiencing dramatic rendering of dramatic passages is worth striving for and should be encouraged on the part of children the storyteller who roars with the lion and bleats with the lamb is sure to be rewarded with shouts of enthusiastic delights from the audience end of preface